0: Today is February 23rd, 2020, live here on Twitch, it's Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio.
1: Oh, damn.
0: good evening everybody it's maelstrom radio live here on twitch.tv uh with me as always, Quinton, a.k.a. Treasure Seeker, uh, as he's known on the streets in Canada. So, What treasure am I seeking? Solid mental health and a good career. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not wrong.
0: So we did it. <laughs> we did it. Hi, welcome to Maelstrom Radio, your bi-weekly podcast about gaming and whatnot. Uh, so we have we do we have a busy thing today, so I'm gonna get through the news really quick because we have a talking points that I've been wanting to talk about for a while now, and we're gonna go ahead and hit that up. Uh, chat, thank you for being here. Uh, so let's go ahead. Uh, so Shen, what 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 have you been playing uh, since you know last last show? <laughs>
1: uh that's a really good question i've pretty much been exclusively playing final fantasy 14 still uh mostly because i was really really busy the last couple weeks and haven't had a chance to play anything else but i did install a few other games recently and i've started setting up some stuff so uh, i don't know we'll see i I might get in some streaming
0: ooh yeah that's listen we'll probably announce that during this week as well as my streaming schedule i think this this shit's about to pop off, as they say.
1: I, I'm not ready for a schedule. I just might actually stream. We'll no, see. It'll means, be sporadic. It'll
0: it'll it'll happen. It's gonna happen. Uh, yeah. No. Final really Fantasy, hoping for the green screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We gotta wait for that. Uh, Final Fantasy uh patch 5.2 has dropped. Uh, we've been doing ocean fishing. I've been doing ocean fishing this week. Uh, just because it's probably the best. Implementation of a fishing thing so far in a in an MMO. I think so far, uh, I don't
1: know. Uh, fishing was pretty great beforehand, but I mean, uh, ocean fishing was fun. I, I did manage to get it at once.
0: Yeah, EQ fishing wasn't too terrible. I don't remember it being that bad.
1: EQ fishing was kind of terrible.
0: Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wild fishing has gotten better, uh, like a lot better, but. Not ocean fishing better. Like I wish ocean fishing. Anyway, uh, I've been playing that. Uh, I've been playing the division two with uh, uh, our, our friends, Chili and, and Sean, aka want to go diving, uh, aka I'm the breast in <laughs> in in chat. Uh, and uh, I've been. I found a thing you can do, and I don't. I'm not gonna explain what it is. That I mean, it's legal. It's not like a like it doesn't go against TOS or anything or the Euler or nothing like that. Because that's
1: very, very like reassuring. I'm not gonna explain what it is. It's not like it's against the TOS or anything. But <laughs> it's, it's not.
0: It's not. All right. So Tencent technically owns and maintains Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the mobile. I'm gonna go through this real quick. They also apparently over in China in, in like the uh, Areas where mobile gaming's, you know, a lot higher than here, uh, they have a desktop app for PC users that you can play the mobile games. So, do you know what kind of god you are when <laughs> you can play a mobile game with a mouse and keyboard chin? Let me tell you, I've not been anything less than MVP in most matches, <laughs> and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> It's it's hilarious that I, it's broken and and it, Tencent puts out that app. That's not in a third party. Tencent owns that app. It's called Game Loop. You can go download it. You can play PUBG mobile.
1: I feel like it would still be better to like mm-hmm. just have like a large touchscreen.
0: Sure. Except all the they it automatically all maps out to your mouse and keyboard. They they programmed it into map out so it feels comfortable. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> Can't. I've been, I have been told that, um, controllers for mobile gaming are making up like that. That's being a big, thing.
0: actually, you can actually use a controller in that app as well. So Chili can download this and wreck noobs. So, uh, let's get into news companies are backing out of PAX East due to the coronavirus. Uh, now this is, uh, uh, two so far, I've not heard anything about any other companies, but the two I'm aware of is, uh, Square Enix. And Sony have backed out uh, uh, traveling any uh, people from Japan over here. Uh, I don't, uh, as far as I know, Square Enix will still have a presence at 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 PAX East, but it won't be as big. This does uh, cancel their Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy 11 uh, events that they had there, which is really sad because Final Fantasy 11 was actually getting a pretty big event. At PAX East, and it's sad that that got canceled. Um, and I hope they do make it up because I know a lot of people, uh, you know, friends of ours, that were really, really hoping for that Final Fantasy XI event. Um, Red Dead, <laughs> this this one gets me. Red Dead Two has a hot coffee mod, and and if you don't know what that is, uh, go look up hot coffee mod for uh, San Andreas, and you'll you'll know what that does. But Take Two wants it gone. Or don't. Or or, or don't. Uh, but if the, the, I will say, I looked this one up, it's not as bad. It is really not that bad. All all it is is, it's all clothes. I mean, everyone's clothes.
1: I mean, crazy. is it the same as the hot coffee mod? Because the hot coffee <laughs> mod was something that was in the game, just not shown? Mm-hmm. Or is this like actually just a mod of they, they changed something?
0: I My understanding, and from what I can gather, is that it is the same deal. It is something in the game, that's but it's not shown. But this is also doesn't involve a minigame. And there's no removal of clothing either. So it's not as bad. <laughs> so, but you're still. I mean, it is the Wild West and there are brothels. So. Eh? <laughs> All
1: right. I mean. Yep. Well, s-
0: speak, speaking of screwing over people, uh, Civ competitor Humankind makes terrain choice vital to survival. Uh, I'm a big, I'm a big Civ fan, and Humankind is kind of on my radar, and I kind of like the fact that they make terrain, uh, part of the survival mechanic in this game, uh, and if you're a big Civ fan, you'll, you'll be like, (laughs) woo, like, I like a little extra flair with my Civ, so, uh, I'm kind of down with uh, Humankind making that kind of change, where if you're, like, you're in a cold climate, you're, you're gonna wanna, like, keep your, you know, your army and folks warm, so it adds an extra element um
1: as long as it doesn't become like if you get this terrain then you're always gonna win like there has to be some sort of give and take
0: because if it's like
1: one area is super powered like if you always have the high ground you're just kind of gonna dominate
0: makes it less for sure like if you get the desert i expect you have to maintain you know keeping your people cool and 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 hydrated and i'm assuming like in tropical climates like I, i hope like disease can spread faster and getting sick and stuff like that
1: can happen uh Is there going to be a partnership with Plague, Inc.? Mm, No. (laughs) Not yet.
0: Uh, Co-Carnage had its Pantheon stream showing off the graphics of Project Farethal. That is for Pantheon, Rise of the Fallen. Uh, This is a game I've been following, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Co-Carnage. Uh, this was not a sponsored uh, uh, stream by Co. They, he, he, they, you know, he asks if he can show off the project. They say yes. It has nothing to do. There's no money exchange. He makes that very like open. He's very open about that on his stream. Uh, so if you're interested in what uh, Brad McQuaid uh, was working on uh, before he passed away, uh, go check out uh, Pantheon: Rise of the Fallen. I know we talked about it on the Maelstrom uh, Discord. Uh, this week, uh, Paul Metal uh, yelled, "I Flattus, you're right. You're right." And uh, that we don't hear that often on my on our Discord. So, and I thought I was in trouble for <laughs> something. Uh, Mountain Blade Two launches early access March thirty first. Uh, if you're a Mountain Blade fan, you're look forward to that. Valve says Index will be in stock before Alex launches. Uh, that is, uh, of course, uh, Gabe Newell you know, making promises and hopefully they follow through. You know, we, stock is always hard, but we'll see what happens. And finally, Witcher Season 2 Cast Editions. They're adding Christopher Hugh. Uh, Hugh I'm, I'm assuming that's how you if I probably butchered his last name. Hugh, Hugh, uh, Christopher Hugh, a.k.a. Tormund from Game of Thrones, will be uh, Nivillian Thu in Season 2 of Witcher. Uh, so I'm excited because I love that guy. He's, he's a phenomenal actor. He's got a big old beard. He's ginger. I mean, it's a lot of things to like. Uh, so if you're a big fan of him and you're a fan of, uh, Tormund and Game of Thrones, please go watch, uh, The Witcher. If you're not, go watch, go watch The Witcher. It's a fantastic show. It's great. I, I one of the few times where I could say the gaming thing was good. <laughs> Although this was based off the books. Either way. One of uh, the few things. I mean, Sonic technically did really well. Sonic crushed Detective Pikachu, like in terms. That is true,
1: although memes. (laughs) I was gonna say Detective Pikachu is kind of that weird, uncanny valley.
0: It is, and all. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think people were, uh, you know, well, that's a different discussion for a different day. Uh, we have some community news, we're going to roll through this as well. Our poll on Twitter, which minion is cutest, uh, which is our Final Fantasy Fourteen poll we were trying to settle in, uh, the, the Crafter Payasa or the, craft, uh, the Gathering, uh, Serpents of Ronka and Serpents of Raka won. I think Payasa needed more love, but that's me. Payasa does not need to go to therapy, and I, I, I think I know who wrote that. Uh, uh,
1: Paisa doesn't need to go to therapy Paisa has seen some shit We've all seen some shit
0: new, new section on the MR Discord And we went to
1: therapy, come on True, uh,
0: new section on the MR Discord for Twitch subscribers Yes, that's right We, we want to make sure that if you are subscribing here We want to recognize you, there is a new role in our Twitch on our Discord for Twitch subscribers, you get a fancy little section, and you can be like, "Yay! It's all purple." You get a purple name on your thing. That's great. It's just if you sub here. And by the way, that's if you you can use your Amazon thing. It's free. We get bonus. It's it's fun times, uh, and we, we thank you for because it, it, it goes all into the show. We try to make this as you know free as possible. And uh, voting happened for our next game, uh, and boy.
1: The community hates me. They, they want me to die.
0: I even voted for the other game. I'm just saying, I voted for Divinity 2. I voted for Divinity. But, I know you did. But you all spoke, and next week, Sunday, we start our playthrough of Dark Souls. <sighs> Boy. <laughs> That's a long time coming, but hey, it's here. Uh, Shin is not ready. Shin's not ready.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be ready, so we're just going to jump into this. Yep. I know nothing about Dark Souls, except there's something about builds, praising the sun, crazy monsters. I played like 15 minutes of Blood. Yeah.
0: Oh, we lost you. What happened? Did you, did you stop talking? I, I'm still here. I oh, mean, did you stop talking? Is that what happened?
1: Nope, I'm I'm still here.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I thought I lost you for a second. It's fine.
1: Nope, I, I haven't gone anywhere. Oh. Thanks.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's so let's get into our main talking point tonight is something that uh, Shin and I I we've discussed this in private, I think more than anything else. Uh a lot of the times uh in in our friendship, we tend to discuss MMOs and and he he comes from the standpoint of a uh the The developer side of things, I kind of look at like MMO game design because I like studying that stuff. It's a weird hobby of mine. So, we're going to ask the question, and we're not going to answer it because we're not experts. We're just going to ask the question and then go through some top, you know, pinpoints here that, like, can, is there the potential of a new old school MMO renaissance happening? AK, can you make an an old school MMO for the modern era? Uh, So, Let's get into it. Uh, so right now, if you don't pay attention to like numbers and things, and like looking at Twitch numbers of, of streams and stuff like that, Final Fantasy Eleven, WoW Classic, and EQ are all seeing resurgences uh, through Twitch. Uh, it's it's especially EQ. EQ gets a lot of viewers, like at odd times, <laughs> through uh, through Twitch. WoW Classic doubled the the uh, subscriber rate for Warcraft. Uh, they had a they they, which is fantastic, and it's still holding there. Final Fantasy XI, people still go back there, and there's still communities there thriving still to this day, and they're still developing content for that game. Uh, Chili just told me they added a new summon for the summoners. Uh, so, there and clearly they were going to have a fan uh, fan event at PAX. So it, it, there's something going on oh, that got canceled. So. <laughs> that that got canceled, but not for lack of fan. Not True. For, so there is a weird Renaissance going on. Uh, and, and if you look at games that are, are kind of made in that vein of old school games, Albion, which is based off of uh, oh, I can't think of the name now um, uh, I'm not gonna think of the name shouldn't help me please it's an a- isometric MMO came out right before Ultima e- Ultima. Albion based solely a lot on uh, the classics of, of Ultima online. And then you have Project Gorgon, which kind of took that old school EverQuest feel and in, in almost graphics, and 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 put that out there. And if you've never seen Project Gorgon, you can ask Shin. I streamed it back in its beta, no, its early alpha days. Uh, I don't know, how long have you been? When was Evercast?
1: <laughs> it was a while ago. A while ago. And I haven't heard anything about Project Gorgon in a long time.
0: Still, it's still got a, a thriving community on Steam, and people are still playing it. Uh, and there's a sub, it's people are going through it. They redid the, the starting island and everything like that, and it's great. Um, so, and then I, I, the reason I'm talking about this, and, and the reason why we'll go into this, is that um, there's Pantheon Rise of the Fallen as well, which I will probably explain is that they're taking the core mechanics of old school. MMOs, but not really making an old school school MMO now. So they're taking like those mechanics that people liked, um, things like you know, alternate advancement points, aka merit points from Final Fantasy XI, or alternate you know the a more horizontal way to gain your characters, uh, focus on group play and all those stuff coming in their game. But they're still far off from making that. I think alpha is coming this late fall. Uh, so. Let's hit our first point. The first point, just like I said, focusing on grouping and parties, uh, that was a big thing with games like EQ, EQ2, early World of Warcraft. Uh, your identity mattered. The group you played with, the friends you made, all mattered. I remember Shin telling me in EQ that uh, was it a dungeon or a raid that you guys sat in and write, wrote haikus in for like. Hours? That was EQ2. Yep. Yep. That
1: was. Yep. And uh, Neck Trubo's Castle, we had a random group, we were sitting there and camping a mob named Billy for uh, a quest called, I can't remember the name of the quest, it was to get a, a mask that would allow you to take an illusion of a dark elf. Uh,
0: and, and I feel that kind of stuff is kind of missing, because we don't get that kind of stuff anymore. We don't have- We haven't
1: seen heritage quests in many games. No. EverQuest <clears throat> 2 had them, I think WoW has them now.
0: <coughs> yes sort of I,
1: quests that are like story defining that bring back some sort of old element like uh everquest II implemented them as famous items from everquest 1 that were these big long quest series that gave you these items i think wow has something similar but i can't remember what they're called
0: they were called well it had the legendary weapon quest in, in uh legion uh questline and that. Progressed through a story of the weapon. Certain weapons played bigger well, parts. Not not like an
1: epic weapon quest. Those I think we've seen in many games. Even yeah. like Final Fantasy has the Relic series, but specifically oh, for okay. other items, okay. heirloom. I think they were heirloom the, items. The now. Heirloom
0: items, yes. Uh, yeah, for some, uh, they they used to do that. Like they used to be really really popular, in I would say from vanilla up to. I'd probably say wrath. And it's because the le- the legendary quests for and it's for weapons, but there was I know you're talking about the heritage for unlocking races. Those were also very, but those are achievement based. They're still they 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 do it, but they do it in a gamify way. And I and it's eh. <laughs> like like it's eh. like it kind of like takes it but kind of not. And we, you're right. We haven't seen that. Uh, uh, For example, I remember going through EQ2 and learning. I wanted, like, I made one focus. I think one weekend to learn how to speak dragon, and I did that. Like, that was my thing. Like, I went all across. That was difficult
1: back in the day.
0: That yeah, it was a pain in the ass. (laughs) It was hard.
1: The run to get all the way down to Nagafan at the very bottom to get one of the books and have to like talk with him back and forth. That was. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, but damn.
0: Uh it, it, we don't see that stuff anymore. Like and I and I get why it, it but I mean focusing on grouping and parties I think had a more meaningful thing. Now, that's not to say that you and I we you know, we have Final Fantasy and yet again. This is not talking about things we're currently involved in or FCs and guilds we run. Uh is it's just more of a focus on like being able to go through it's something I've seen in ever uh, in Wild WoW Classic still is people going in and shouting in town, "Hey, I'm looking to do this," or "Hey, it was it was such such like a like a callback." And I don't want to say it was nostalgia based because people are still doing it. I mean, clearly they're still subbed for Wild WoW Classic, um, so and in EQ and all that stuff. So people are still going in. And granted, yes, I can say, yeah, that we have tools at our disposal. Discord, we can, we have all these other external tools to help with this. But I think the the focus is still like getting those groups together, um, focusing on the parties, the world and stuff. We'll get all to and that stuff. But they're they're looking at focusing on grouping and parties. And and would you agree, like? You know, camping that mob that night and hanging out was probably like it's a memory that you can still be like, man, I still remember that. You may not remember the quest, but you remember the moment, and you remember why you were there. And, and how many? I still remember
1: like the first time that I jumped into the Wailing Caves in EverQuest One, which was a lot longer ago than when I was camping in Necropolis Cat.
0: <laughs> so,
1: however, that being said. I don't think I would ever want to go back to that point in a game where I have to sit and camp for six, eight-plus hours just to get a little.
0: I agree. I I, mean, I I talk about Pantheon and their systems, I'm not going to do that today. Uh, I agree, but if there were games out there that were inspired to take those moments and, and shorten the length of time but still make them worthy of your time and finding those groups and doing those things would you would that be a reason to step back into a game like that
1: i don't think so i i think that a lot of these old camping or grouping mechanisms while they're really really great in theory i think a lot of them don't necessarily lend themselves to larger groups like sure there might be a niche market for these things but a lot of us don't have the time to sit and dedicate to Sitting down for hours on end trying to do something, even if it was shortened time. But you, you get something else. Like a, a lot of these games are now, they have party finder mechanics, they have raid finder mechanics, things that allow you to pull these groups together really fast and do the content. So it's focusing more on what you can accomplish rather than sitting there and waiting for something to happen.
0: If they could shorten that time span of the wait, right? You know. it, it, even I mean, like, even
1: if, even if it was like every 20 minutes, if it was every 10 minutes, like you're not going to gain anything from that. Right. Like a lot of the memories that we made were just because we were sitting there for that long period of time. If we were, if, if it was, say like, it was every 10 minutes or every 20, if you're just sitting there, you'd say, okay, I'm looking for a group. Let's pull one together. 20 minutes later, we're done. Like that's a dungeon run here. Right. Like there's not that same sort of time to connect or to but- interact with people
0: but are we being conditioned are we being conditioned by the games we play to feel punished for like not doing those things like i if we let's say if we do that one thing and that benefits me for the long term versus doing a dungeon which i can get gear but then i'm going to have to get that you know that is is a treadmill of gear and loot a better option or is the, the waiting and getting a thing that could help me overall for months and maybe years to come?
1: We're- I mean, I don't think either of the market great solutions overall. One, you're basically rewarding people that have a lot of time to invest and the other one you're all, basically in both scenarios you're just rewarding people who invest a significant amount of time. Mm-hmm. Whether that's repetitive time doing the same thing over and over again or a waiting time where you're just sitting in waiting for one thing to between those two, I think I would go with a grind because at least you're accomplishing something each time you're, you're doing it, so there's some sort of measure of progress. But with the duration-based waiting game, there's the chance that you just missed it or you have to wait longer or like if you just happen to miss your window, you're out of luck until the next one. Like, there, there's no progress there. Okay. I,
0: I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Again... Things I know about a certain game. Again, not talking about that, but focusing on that. I don't know, man. I I've, I go, Going back in the Classic and waiting for some things, it wasn't that bad. Like I, like, I think certain things spawned fairly okay, but WoW also didn't have crazy spawn times, though. So... Rare spawns like world dragons and stuff, of course, because they were rarer and they were supposed to be like a bigger thing. You kind of needed a raid group for, uh, but waiting for other things, th- it hasn't been that bad. But yet again, we have that external, we have those external sources now. There, you can create. There's a Pug groups and stuff, and there's EQ dedicated Discord servers. There's there's. Albion dedicated to server servers where you can go and meet people and, and find those groups. So it's not too hard now, like I said, there are external sources we have today that, that weren't back then. You know, everything took place in the world and and, and I think I want to emphasize that as, uh, as well is that when you know something Brad McQuaid said is that he doesn't want to build games, he wants to build worlds. and I think that's an interesting thing to uh, to think about when we play these games, like you sit down for a DD and d session, right? You're making time. You're cutting out of time. Cause sometimes a session can take two to six hours, eight, you know, depending on your, on your, your group and the day and whatnot. Um, but you get more invested in the world. I mean, are we, you know, what, what can make that up? You know, who has time for that? Uh, I mean, if developers take into consideration our time, but don't maximize the punishment uh, for not running a thing or the constant grind of things is there a balance I mean can we f- is there a possibility that balance can be found I mean it's not uh, listen not an expert you're not an expert I don't think either of us can say yes or no but may I mean Game design-wise, but, yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, building on like Susan Sprinkle and chat here, you say it's fun in WoW Classic, but when was the last time you popped into WoW Classic? You're a grown-up, you have a job and a life, and you don't have time to put towards leveling it up in there. So it's cool in a nostalgic, whimsical way, but not something you're actually going to play. And I think that's kind of where it comes down to the core of, yes, for D&D, you might be able to dedicate six hours to sit down and play your campaign, but that's something you might schedule once a month or once every week or once every couple weeks Whereas with a game, most video games, you might want to sit down at night and play it, but you might only have 15 minutes to get something done. So you're not going to sit there and schedule six, eight hours whenever you want to do something because you're just not going to want to play that game then. It's why we still don't play EQ1. It's why we don't play all of these old school games because, yeah, it might be fun to sit down for six hours every now and then, but you're not going to do it all the time. And you kind of, in in order, when you're getting investing in these worlds, you kind of want to be around them.
0: Who's? but who's playing them then someone is playing them may not be us but someone is
1: true and if like for me this was something that was really great when i was growing up and i had six hours that i could spend sitting down at these games this is why i could play these games when i was much younger and i was still in school i didn't have all these responsibilities or job or other things that i wanted
0: so i mean i'm not we we don't know we there's no we i didn't take a poll i just i'm i'm the, the, the WoW one's the most apparent. I'm, I'm, I can go off Twitch views for other ones and, and YouTube Live, and I can look at, like, the various, like, live platforms for things and, and kind of get a number from that. Um, add-ons for WoW, that made it easy. <laughs> uh, the, so, but are you going to tell me the youth, uh, the gaming youth of today is the one sitting down and playing these games?
1: I'm going to say that it's a very large portion of that population. I
0: that is crazy to me. That is fascinating I mean, and crazy.
1: Look at some of the very popular games that are also on Twitch: Minecraft, Fortnite. They also have a very young demographic.
0: Yes, oh, well, Fortnite, of course. That, of course, Minecraft. Yeah, it does. Uh, they tend
1: to, like they do have some people that are older, but the demographic skews towards that younger audience. And there's some of the major games out there, so there's nothing that's really saying why couldn't wow classic also have that sort of or why couldn't it be people that grew up on wow classic who are playing with their kids? Like there's lots of different options. here. You're
0: absolutely right that, you know what? I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely right. And to answer Susan sprinkle in chat, uh, because they were playing Alliance and I like Horde. So I'm going to go play Horde. (laughs) So once that happens, it's about to pop off over. I mean, that's true.
1: Horde is better.
0: Thank you. Horde is better. (laughs) The Alliance area sucks.
1: (laughs) But she did call you out for popping into derpy mobile games to kill kids.
0: That was because I learned that, and that was funny. <laughs> so, eh. So, hey, Grim. Uh, so, <laughs> let's. I want to talk about uh, an actual thing, too. And I, I'm assuming all the laughter was you uh, in the middle fuck. And <laughs> uh, at least nine You caught that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, Actual support classes. Now I know in Pantheon that a thing that is a thing in Albion that is a thing in Project Oregon. Uh, not so much in WoW. Uh, EQ yes. Final Fantasy XI. It's a clusterfuck classes over there. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> uh, it's, yes, I'm assuming. But yeah, I mean actual support classes. If there was an actual support class, would you play it?
1: Um. Yes. Okay. Also, I think my camera froze, but yes.
0: I mean, we'll f- I'll, I'll, I'm paying attention. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how long pros,
1: I'm just like very, very still. Just, but yeah, uh, I think, yeah, if they had a proper support class, that's always what I've been kind of going towards. In EQ2, I made a Bard, I made a Dirge. In Rift, I made a Cleric because I didn't really have it, but it was a damage based Cleric. Um, the Templar, I believe, was what I liked playing. I
0: played Cleric, but I played Cleric as a tank. <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, I played Cleric as a healer slash DPS because I was in a progression worldwide guild, and that's what... Uh, and then, uh, what else did we do? I don't know, I, I've i always gone for the, the healing classes. When I started Final Fantasy, I tried Bard again as well, but it was kind of pseudo-support, but not really because it doesn't exist here, and now I'm playing a healer, which is the closest thing you're going to get to support in most games. Yes, if they came back with it, I would love to play support, like an Enchanter class or a Bard class.
0: (laughs) Remind me to send you stuff after the show. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure you're aware, but remind me to send.
1: I'm very well, 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 uh, well aware of what Pantheon is planning. But until they deliver, I'm remaining.
0: I know, I know. And listen, there's other games. Uh, The uh, New World from uh, Amazon's big freaking venture in MMOs. New World is going to be popping off. An alpha soon, so who the hell knows what's going on there. Uh, so now we come up to, I mean, support classes. I, you know me, I'm I'm a tank at heart. Uh, but don't get me wrong, I, I I'd rather if I had it if I had to roll another class in an MMO, I'd play a support class. Like I I would roll a support class, 100. percent I, I, I think support classes are fun. I like the idea of, of having boons and buffs and all that stuff. I, I I'm I, I'm about that, so. that. That's
1: Guild Wars too.
0: <laughs> What happened to that game?
1: <laughs> it's still around. I actually had a discussion about somewhat with someone a couple weeks ago that it's actually doing pretty well. Is they it? They released some new content recently, and they've made it a lot easier for new people to kind of jump into it. Or they're planning on it in a soon, uh, like really relatively recent ad. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been told it's a really good time to jump back in. But of course, I have a million and one other games going on. I yeah. I have not have a chance to. We'll, we'll figure.
0: It. We'll, we'll talk. Uh, so of course, the gamification of games—something uh, that we're both happens. frozen yeah, we're, oh, Are we? How? <laughs> There's no. I way. don't know, but
1: you're gesturing nicely on camera there. I
0: I don't know. Anyway, uh, maybe it's just you. I, I look like I'm moving.
1: Uh, the the live stream looks like it. we're both frozen.
0: Uh, on mine, I'm I'm still going. Uh, they'll tell us in chat. We have a producer. Oh, we, sh- yeah. She's watching. Hey, uh, right, switch is broken. Yeah, choices are broken. That's, that actually, that's, that's probably true. Uh, The, the, something that interests me so much in, in MMOs uh, is intrinsic rewards and extrinsic rewards. Uh, Something that is both interesting to me and, and something I think players, a lot of players don't think about. Something I think about, it's weird. It, it could deter me from playing MMOs sometimes for, like I'll have to take a break because I'm like so it's like I'm just getting I'm just getting I know I know what they're playing at I know what you're doing
1: and I'm curious to see what you're thinking here because probably over 90% probably closer to like 95 plus of rewards in MMOs are all they there's are, almost no intrinsic reward to an MMO
0: there isn't there all right, so this may be more course,
1: personal. I'm curious to see your point. Uh, yeah,
0: so, with the, so, I'm just going to explain intrinsic extrinsic rewards for the people that don't know. Intrinsic reward is a reward that is something that you love to do. I like to, as an example, I well, actually, it's, it's something I like cooking, right? I, I get joy from cooking and watching and, and, like, feeding other people the things I cook. Uh, it, it's something I enjoy to do. I, I get the reward and enjoyment from... Uh, making breads and and cooking dinners and breakfasts, so that's something I do. If I was a sh- internal, in yes, internally. <laughs> uh, so if I if it was my job, <laughs> I'd probably dislike it because <laughs> I've worked as a server and, and I've worked at like in a restaurant, and it's not something I enjoy. Uh, so when it's for my money, for my means of of living. Not a fan, uh, so an external reward is, uh, for example, uh, getting gear for a raid. Right, you have to go get the gear in order to do the raid. That's an external. You the, and then you do the raid, you get more gear, and you have to do it over and over again to get the gear piece you want. That's an external reward for you to keep going and doing it. the 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 bait on the hook. There are people out there that intrinsically, like internally, are are very satisfied with that. There's people that need that bait and hook to keep going, and if you don't have that, they'll stop. Um, and if you think about it's it not that not necessarily
1: way, intrinsic level reward, though.
0: It, it isn't, but it's hard, because there's not a lot of MMOs that do that. Naturally, intrinsic rewards happen... Like, for me, for example, I can go back to my WoW days uh, for this. Uh, in Horde, uh, getting... Um, for me there was this uh, specific recipe and cooking called the Savior diva delight right and i wanted it and i know there and i was like man i really want that and, and it you know i leveled fishing and i got my cooking up and it was and it was this like i my but it was such a joy like i woke up sundays early like i was going fishing out in the real world i sat down i made myself breakfast and i i it was very calming very relaxing i had a lovely time fishing in the specific area to catch these fish and then kill these mobs for the for the specific um, recipe, and I made them, and it was it was very relaxing. I was very satisfied with myself, very happy, internally. I was at one with myself, uh, and I love that. Uh, I I know that's my own bait and hook. I get where you're. I know you're about to say, but that's an exp- You had a reward. No, I was to
1: say that. That wasn't so much the game rewarding you intrinsically that was the game providing you an environment that you could do something that you enjoyed which was its own intrinsic reward yes, for yourself exactly. but it wasn't something that the game did the no. game provided the opportunity for you to do that yourself yes, it wasn't but, something that but, they did but
0: that's all games do that though that's all like I, i'm finding I mean, everything I, in I, life does but, that exactly so i'm finding my own intrinsic rewards for gaming to be fair like very few games do can do that i I find very little games that can do that and but old game i find old games right like if you're making these worlds you're living in them you're creating these characters i find it more intrinsic i find it like the older we get the more intrinsic the games are and then as we got older like as as these games move forward they figure it out like it's like a mobile game at this point right like we we all and you you've been saying it's like we're adults now Uh, in this time right everything's vying for our our eyes and our time Netflix right like hey you can hey you want to watch eight episodes all season knock out a weekend we give you here's all the Witcher one one shot one go right no problem if you so gaming companies realize that like they're like no 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 if you you need to log in to get your your tomes your gear your what your nuggets whatever you need you got to do this if you don't you're punished and you got to wait a week to get your next thing Alright, well I'm screwed I don't well I'll put it on while I did granted, yes, I could throw it on and do it while I while I do that thing, but am I focusing my time on the thing that I wanna focus on, or am I doing this because I feel like I've been punished? And that's really what I'm getting at. Like I think that older games didn't punish you as harshly and I think newer games tend to do, because if you do fall behind and yes, you you know, you can say, Well, yeah, but they add catch up mechanics. Yeah, but that's not until the next patch. And then you you, you have to wait like two and a half months if we're talking about final Fantasy, two and a half months wow is every three months something like that
1: you don't need to wait two and a half months to catch up in final fantasy you can craft the next gear and be there the next
0: yes but if you want to play at a level where it's like i need the best in slot but yeah if you just want to get by you can craft it but that's even then that's that costs money or you have to level a crafter or you have to- it
1: does ca- I'm just say it doesn't take necessarily the time investment but in here i think you're mixing up a, a very strong bias here like there's that nostalgia feel with old games you don't remember a lot of the bad memories that they're just kind of the good ones so you kind of pick out those moments that but, you felt a lot I better can.
0: but i can leave i can i can go back i have gone back so
1: but I, also, you spent a lot more time with those games, so you're naturally just going to find more you know, chances to do the things that you enjoy doing. Whereas you might not put that same amount of time or effort into the newer games and, when finding something that you've enjoyed in that.
0: Okay, still, but...
1: <laughs> at the Okay, same time, not going to ask for specific numbers, but think of how okay. many hours you spent in WoW, and think uh-huh. of how many hours you spent in Final Fantasy, and are close. those numbers anywhere close?
0: They're getting pretty close.
1: <laughs> I'm skeptical. Final Fantasy's only been out for 8 years.
0: Mm, well, has been out. well, I still play WoW. Well. So yeah, you're right. But WoW's well, well, been well,
1: out for like over 16, so
0: It's <laughs> pretty <laughs> It's getting up there.
1: Uh, but I did- WoW's well, been out for almost double the time now. we yeah. I know that in every other game consistently combined probably does not match up to my hours in EverQuest now. No, oh, no.
0: There's no way. But we, but we, you and I don't have that. Listen, I got to talk to you, so I a, a request. But anyway, but still, like, I still, like, even if it's not, like, do people understand there there is more of an intrinsic system in gaming? Like, do they understand that's what's happening to them?
1: I don't think there's an intrinsic system in gaming. I think there's an intrinsic reward system that everyone has on their own, but you're making your own opportunities for that. It's what do you enjoy? And the question of what you enjoy is personal. Everyone has a different version of what they enjoy. For you, you enjoyed getting up early and fishing in WoW, but you haven't seemed to find that same sort of uh, or, um, enjoyment when you go fishing in Final Fantasy, for example. I, I have a boat. The systems are fairly similar, but you just don't have that in Final Fantasy today.
0: Yeah, I just have a boat. I have a shark. I can get a shark. Once <laughs> I get that shark, I'm probably done.
1: <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like Two very similar experiences that don't have that same meaning to you right so it don't. could be for every other different person like there's probably a lot of people that have a lot of intrinsic rewards from playing minecraft or playing fortnite or playing pubg or like anything else that's out there today that isn't stuff that we necessarily grew up on or that we don't consider as nostalgic and they would i love minecraft
0: though. It's so relaxing <laughs> have you played a relaxing minecraft game it's great <laughs>
1: Punch- i have and then i fall in the lava but.
0: Well, that happens <laughs> so all right let's move on from uh reward systems uh we can we, we could probably go back into it uh touch on two other things actually yeah let's touch on let's let's touch on making the world matter uh i, I making the world a living a breathing place you and I have had differing opinions on, about this uh because we've talked about this in the past, like, about Final Fantasy 14 Say
1: Almost every game has living world systems in it. To various degrees, but they all have something in there. Okay.
0: But, <laughs> do you feel, do you feel that, like, the world should matter? Do you feel like the world should have places that are... Like evergreen, like you know, like hey, you you know, places that you can come back to, and there's still new stuff to find.
1: I mean, I followed EQ next for how many years? So um, listen,
0: I yo, like that's how we met. So like, I'm not, I'm not wrong, you know. So it, it, you know, it's it's something that I find lacking. Like Wow, Wow tries still to this day to make the world. the new areas like living like hey there's still stuff out there heightened like there's a whole discord server dedicated to wow secrets right finding weird secrets in the world that lead to something
1: i mean in this case i think we should differentiate between a living world a world that feels like it's alive and Mm -hmm. active versus a world full of obscure things yes because those are two very different things they can both make a lot bring a lot to the world
0: yes so let's start with the living world, and then we'll we'll talk about the obscure things. A living world, yes, I absolutely believe that there should be NPCs. Uh, from a design standpoint, active weather would be interesting, but not like we have in gaming today. I, I that's that can be pulled off. I know there are.
1: It, it, to be it, fair, it, like Final Fantasy XIV has a pretty good weather system. It does. It's predictable, which is good, but it that that is a reasonable. Yes.
0: Now, if if it infected the player though, that would be interesting. Like let's say, cold. Right, put on warmer clothing. So
1: something like Chronicles of Valyria.
0: Yeah, I am w- I'm, I'm down for that. Like where the world, like the world we step in, it should matter, right? Like do you think that, hey, this world is living. Like there is rain. There is this. Like I, I don't tell me umbrellas. <laughs> do not say umbrellas
1: are important
0: they are important but not final fantasy 14 that's a cosmetic thing extremely important they're not important that's a cosmetic
1: no chili yes (laughs) umbrellas and cosmetic glamour is the true end game you can't fight this it's
0: not the true end game get out of here we're a worldwide
1: first Prague umbrella guild now but like seriously going back to the topic here like Having a living world is very important, and I strongly feel like this is going to be one of the next major advancements we're going to get in, if not MMOs, in gaming in general. We've seen a lot of advancements in AI tech over the last few years, specifically in gaming, and we know that there are teams and groups developing this specifically for these sorts of situations. And while the technology, yes, is not quite there today, I don't believe, uh, at least not in a form that a company would be willing to back financially. I think this is something that we're going to see slowly seep into games in the next few years. And as these games are released, we should hopefully see uh, a need for them to kind of spread to other games. Like we've seen other aspects, like raid finders and LFG and real guild tools. Yeah, uh,
0: there are games that are using the like you said, Chronicles of Valyria, Pantheon. Uh, of course, uh, New World from Amazon is going to be using uh, something of this of this nature. Um, and it, oh, ashes of creation forgot about them there. That's one of their pillars is a, a living, breathing world. Uh, is the technology there? We, I don't know. Like I, we, we haven't seen a lot from these companies yet to say yes. doesn't mean that it's not there. It's just it, but on the scale that maybe Shin and I want to see it might not be there yet. Now,
1: let's uh, go back. even if you look at the tech from back when we were like EQ next days back, a number of years ago now, Woo. like the technology there was maybe very, very early stages, but I couldn't see it getting applied into any of the games at the time. No, And, and then, even when they did, like they did try to build it into what was that one game that landmark. they did? It was kind of a top down. Sorry.
0: Oh, not t- landmark. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. The one that spawned after landmark and EQ next, oh. it was a top down. Um, they had story bricks on it. They had, uh, or at least the, the main dev from there, like they had all of that.
0: That might still be in my library, honestly. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know the game shut down, so you can't get it anymore, but like, that was a start of AI usage, but it wasn't really that strong yet. So like, I feel like it's going to be a while before we get to the point where we, we, we haven't seen a baby system yet. We've seen a little bit with Guild Wars 2. They have a little bit of AI in there, but not quite to the level that we're looking for in the living world. No.
0: Um, I know uh, if we're going to talk about like, maybe, like, and I'll, I'll touch on questing, really, we don't have it in here, but I'll touch on, like, questing paths, uh, like a living world, questing could be a part of that living world as well, like, I know Pantheon's working on a system where choice, how we play through a quest, can take very different paths, like, this is something they've shown off, like, like Co- they've explained it on Code Carnage's thing, they said, listen, like, you can, like, they showed the branching trees, like, you could make this choice and go a different path, like, you and I could be on the same quest and go a different path and end up at the same result, so
1: you mean like Final Fantasy?
0: No, like, like, so Wait, we all
1: are choosing different paths and we're ending up at the same result. That's it, not a, that's not a quest tree. That's a railroad. It,
0: it, it. Man. And we've done the old railroad talk before. So let's do it again. Uh, I'll have to show you the choo. I'll have to show you the system because it is super interesting how they're doing it. Yes. You can get at the same result, But how we get there and what we do to get there is very different. So you and I will have a different story in the outcome and how we, like, I could have murdered a person and got the stone and you're like, hey, I traded him bananas. I'm like, oh, okay, my my sword is sticking out of his chest, but that's fine. (laughs) And that person may not exist for me ever again and you've made a friend. So, and that could affect the further parts of the quest. So that is very different. Where I think Final Fantasy, although gives us choices, I don't think they're meaningful. And I think, like, Pantheon is trying for something. Even Ashes of Creation is doing something where they're trying to do meaningful questing where it could affect the area and actually create new dungeons. I don't know how the hell that works. That's big talk. That is something crazy to me. That is, like, EverQuest Next of technology they're talking about. That's nuts. So, show, show me that. Show me that. <laughs> that that's okay, something I, 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 I to believe.
1: i'm not even sure if that's something that we'd even want in the end like if you can do a different quest line than i can we're talking about more single player stuff than mmo stuff in the world if my choices are different than yours we're living in different worlds at that point and it doesn't really make sense to have a joined world the closest i could see to this would be something like a living story like um guild wars 2 might do where the majority of players go with a certain choice and then the world moves on with that choice as the main uh, marker for it and even when we we're seeing this with like everquest next the plan was each server would have its own choices but the server or the the actual server themselves would go with the majority rule basically
0: i it, which is great because i've played on i played goers and I, I do like the choices the choice system the living story uh after the show i'll send you what they're talking about um uh isn't final fantasy kind of doing this with Beast stripe no it's 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 it, i can't explain i listen again game design the development process i'll let shin look at it cuz the developer shows like what he's doing and maybe shin can grasp more out of it than i could and how it works not the expert on this one and it is very like what he's shown is very like i'm only explaining it as best as i can my gaming mind can and, and like he explained it way better than i did so don't take it as gospel <laughs> uh take it as like a very like layman's like I'm explaining it the best I can, and but but let's let's talk so, about obscure things in the well, world. Real quick. To,
1: to answer chili's question in chat, like you get to pick a different option, the world changes based on what you picked. That's true, but it's not in the case of Final Fantasy. We've seen this before with the Dome and Enclave, and we've also are seeing that with the new Beast Tribes. But all that's changing is the visual item that you see. So in this case, uh, a pillar with different pictograms on it, or uh, a statue on top of a tower. In both scenarios, it's the exact same outcome. The only thing is, visually, what you see is different. So it's not really a change in the world so much as just a change to your like, like your process. Yeah. When we're talking about changes in the world, it would be like, you do this quest and it burns down an entire forest, that forest is gone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's, it's more along those lines. And... That's something EverQuest Next was trying to do, uh, where it's like, you could burn down that forest, and then that forest is now gone. And then the world will heal itself, and mag- magically the world would
1: come back. And the wolves would have to move out, and the orcs would come in, and then we'd have a whole ecosystem of, then the guards would start charging for orc belts, and...
0: Then we gotta go... Hey, kill- we got Kelothan. Yeah. Hey.
1: <laughs> Welcome to
0: Kelothan Chat. Anyway, let's talk about obscure things in the world and how that matters as well. Oh, well. I'm
1: that's such a (laughs) before we jump into this grim home chat that would be a cool system the problem with that is I need wood to craft whoops we cut down the whole forest and that's the point the point is that your choices matter and if you lose all of your wood you're gonna have to start importing it from some other island that decided hey let's not burn down our wood because you know it's gonna get really expensive yeah and And that's how you build an economy
0: yeah listen nobody likes expensive wood first of Lumber
1: prices are through the roof ever since we burned down the forest. I prefer to punch trees for my wood.
0: Yeah, I mean. Uh, Chili says, I always hate when I lose all my wood. Well.
1: <laughs> Better start farming some uh, sheep because everyone wants to trade sheep for wood.
0: That's true. That That is true. Uh, So obscure things in the world, hidden things, li- like puzzles and chests and, and the little nooks and crannies. That also matters. I I, don't, you like exploring a world, (laughs) chin.
1: I do. But when you look at the things that I enjoy in the game, exploration is probably one of the top ones. So I'm fairly biased. I like finding the hidden nooks, the hidden crannies, the jumping puzzles, the random little achievements that say, Hey, you were here first.
0: (sighs) Ah, something I loved in, in Rift. I, we both agree here. Rift did that really well. Uh, as long as you didn't, like, go online and, like, cheat yourself. I think if you didn't cheat yourself, it did it fantastically. The secret, like, the jumping off things, the the hidden puzzles in the world gave you gear, gave you loot. I like that stuff.
1: Well, I think EverQuest 2 and Rift both did this really well with items as well. Because if you were the first person on your server to discover a thing, you'd get a server-wide message that said, Hey, so-and-so yes. just found this amazing and like it would broadcast to everyone and that was kind of awesome
0: and it had the chance of being like an epic or a, a, an epic loot drop out of the chat like i remember uh in oh god i'm not gonna remember the the the, the, the separate factions but the time traveling faction uh in rift uh the lake of the starting area if you swam down to the bottom the very bottom and you're running out of breath there there was a puzzle down there with lighting lamps and if you lit all the lamps in a specific order you got a chest, and that gave you, I think, the ability to breathe for three minutes. First of all, you needed it at that point because you're running out of air. Two, I it procced for me, and I got a, a purple ch- a chest piece for my my uh, my templar or my 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 cleric, and it blasted it through the whole zone. It like it was one of the first people to do that, and I got the there, people were like, "What?" It was the cool, oh, like,
1: oh so cool. Rift was <laughs> only the first person that got an item, yeah, a rare item. EverQuest Two was anyone who got any item of a certain level i think it was epic or higher so so
0: cool so but i like that very, blast very though cool. so blast because i remember everybody be like yo you're the best what happened <laughs> like everybody's like freaking
1: out grim and chat there wildstar did that great if you did a thing you got driven or you got given a signpost to plant your house saying what you did that's a cool call con-
0: yo i'm uh, we uh, we we have a friend I'm not going to say what they're doing. We should talk after the show. Uh, Wildstar did a lot of things really cool. Probably poked a little fun at Warcraft. That was probably a mistake. But they did a lot of cool things. I really
1: missed that you could do... uh, EverQuest 2 had raid trophies. So when you killed a raid boss, they dropped something that you could craft and put it like their head in your guild hall. That was... The other thing, too,
0: was that um, your epic weapons in, in EQ didn't go to waste. You could mount them on your wall. And show them off with people, and I think I thought that was always cool. I thought that was so cool going to people's houses and be like, "Yeah, see that flaming sword? I got that off the boss." And <laughs> like, there's I don't know.
1: you can because you'd use, especially way back when, you'd use those for multiple expansion packs, so you'd have it forever. And then when you didn't need it anymore, you put it on the wall and be like, "That's mine." I used that for a while. Yeah, like, that has stories. Yeah, yeah, that, that I suffered for that shit. weapon.
0: That's me and that sword seen some shit. So. All right, so it's and like I the think I, yeah, uh, <laughs> what a callback. All right, so and, and since we're talking a little bit about progression and gear and stuff, let's just talk about horizontal versus vertical progression. Which is better, in your opinion? Which is better? Do you like horizontal? Do you like vertical? Do you like a? Are you a middleman in this? Where you're like oh, mix them up.
1: <laughs> like many things, I like both. So in this case, like I do think that when you need some sort of vertical progression, you need a, a thing that says hey. I am getting better at this specific thing. But at the same time, the horizontal progression is very helpful for longevity. So I can be good at many, many things all at the same time. Final Fantasy does this to some degree with the fact that you can have one character with every single class. So it has the vertical progression within the class of 1 to 80 as the horizontal progression of 17 different classes, adventuring classes that you can be that allow you to um, level horizontally as well. On top of it, it has the systems of, like, item-level gear treadmills I do not like. That's a vertical progression thing. Also not a fan of alternate advancement, which is the horizontal progression version of that.
0: Now, if... All right, let's 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 touch on... For me, by the way, I, I, I'm with Shin. I'm actually the same thing. Like, I, I like having a horizontal system that... I, I like working towards something and having a constant thing to work towards. Uh, but I still like to have a vertical sense of, like, I'm, I'm achieving something, but I'm still, like, building to something bigger. Um, it, it, Let's say, like, an alternate advancement system. Let's say if it done well. It, it, if we could do that in a modern day, let's say if you could do, like, level sync with a character, right? Let's say if
1: I... Define well, though. Like, def, what is an alternate polished. advancement system that's done Give me... Well... Because uh, I, mean, I have not played a game that I th- would consider having a great alternative advancement
0: doesn't experience. do it great. EverQuest probably did it... I want to say it was better than the merit system of eleven. So, and... I now, mean,
1: just because the system is better than another one doesn't mean that it was good.
0: It, it, true. True. <laughs> uh, but if we could build one, <laughs> let's say, theoretically... If you had level syncing systems and you could advance your character, wouldn't a mix of choice... One, I would think choice would have to play into it, right? Like, being able to choose what you're advancing, I think, would have to play into it. So you're you're feeling like, I have control over what my character is and what my character can do. Uh, I think it has to play an important role. One, giving us the... Well- giving us the ability to still progress if we're helping somebody lower level or higher le- Like, I think that should be o- obvious right off the get-go.
1: So, excluding game, excluding MMOs, I think that the Elder Scrolls series are, does fairly well with alternate advancement in the single player. They give you a very wide skill tree with a large number of points that you are free to allocate wherever you want. You can go very, very deep into skills, and there is a very um like there is a skill level like as you get better like you are noticeably getting better at your skills whether it's two-handed whether it's magic archery sneaking those are all things that you can progress in and sometimes that's at the detriment of other things so a skill system like that i think is very in depth and and it works very very well but i haven't seen that in an mmo today
0: uh somewhere todd howard Smiling and laughing maniacally, like I—I I feel like Todd Howard heard you say, "Uh, you know, Elder Scrolls," <laughs> it's somewhere. I mean, I—I like, think yes. that it did fairly well.
1: Like, even if you look back to like the old, old like Morrowind, Oblivion, those like the systems still hold up fairly well. Oh, for sure. Especially when you like hack the hell out of them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do some sneaky shit. Anyway, I mean, you can even mod a gun into Skyrim and. You know, apparently when you have a gun, Skyrim is just... <laughs> Did you know that things can die faster when you shoot them? Uh, <laughs> so, yes, and I agree with you. I, I would like to see, like, an, to me, I would like to see a system where it combines both a skill tree and, a, and an advancement system. So I get a best of both worlds, but not the difficulty of those two things. Like I said, if we have the way that they can, like add them in where I still feel like I'm progressing through the world, even if I'm at max level, right? And I'm still advancing my character like even though, like, because what, what is a level to a character, right? Like uh, levels just tell us this is the next zone you can go to. It, it's something our old my old co-host Tanlin would always bring up. What is a level to a character? Like, what is what does it progress other than, like, once you get to max level? Like, what does it do? Uh, and th- does it matter after that? Like, does, does leveling matter after that? Like, if there was an alternate way... Like, in WoW, the alternate advancement system was... in, in Legion was the weapon. Uh, and in Battle for Azeroth, it was the, the legendary neck piece uh, that you, you added points to to keep your character going and, and leveling that way. Do those things work? I think the legendary weapon was a great thing. I think the how they handled the heart of Azeroth was a terrible way of implementing it. Uh, but that's Blizzard and how they changed things. Uh, I, I think...
1: But I, I do think that we're seeing like a, a movement away towards those sorts of systems. Like mm-hmm. with WoW, with the, the last couple of expansions, all of the zones have been level independent. They are not locked to a specific level. And I think that's a great move forward. I think yeah. uh, Guild Wars 2 also is the same way. They have mm-hmm. general ranges, and that's it. Um,
0: but there is still I remember if ESO does
1: that as well, but...
0: Yes, they did. Right? And, and it, but they changed that. Initially, they did not and now you can jump in and go you you and i can you could be max level i could be level 1 you and i can jump in the same zone and start questing together nates on whatever like there's no difference you know i, I may not have my all my skills yet you do but there's no harm in that like we can group up and do content how we do it and how it's handled is all server side and they and so but like, they also have an advancement system too, and it's not super great. It's kind of like a EQ. I would uh, akin it more to like yeah, it's America. A weird system. One. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd make it more. Uh, Chilean chat. And I'm sorry, I didn't read your thing. Uh, Final Fantasy 11. You could still use the relic weapon from launch, and I think that's cool. I think that's dope. <laughs> that's kind of a neat thing. Uh, I, and I'm sure there are viable weapons after launch. You can do
1: the same thing in 14. It's not recommended, it's but not, you could.
0: You could, yeah. In uh, 11, probably recommended on this. <laughs> So, uh, and then the last thing is giving your character choices that matter, and I think that's so important. Um, I I like to make—I don't know—like when I was playing EQ or or WoW or any older game. I mean, even in mm, like even in just RPGs, right? Like, or even Dungeons and Dragons. The choices I make brings my character to life to me, Um, and I think that's super important and it, it, like how i developed my character like even a rift like that was i think coming up with the build that was like the cleric that was the like the tank versus your cleric which is dps and healing same class different things going on there and to be fair
1: i think that was the really strong point in rift the fact that you could customize the class exactly how you wanted to play it was amazing I'm sad that I got burnt out on that game because it was just, it was a really nice feel.
0: It was really nice. Like, it did a lot of things. So, <laughs> dude,
1: Rift, Rift. Oh, Not happened? the UI. I hated oh, the UI, but everything else, great. No, no, it was, everything else is awesome. It was oh, this- also one of the first games that I really enjoyed PvP in.
0: Yeah, the PvP was good. PvP, we didn't have PvP on this thing. Like, that's a that's an option in here. Uh, but that, that, that's probably, MMO PvP is a different topic for a different day, but... I, I don't think you and I will disagree that giving us the character or your our characters choices that, that matter. I think that was always a boon for MMOs. It made me it made me love living in those in those worlds, right? Like in, in Final Fantasy I still play it, it has a great storyline, the world Aoris is a cool world. The story's phenomenal. And I and I and I have to say they do a good job in Final Fantasy with the storytelling and, and the classes are pretty well balanced. I think Final Fantasy is a game to me and this is my opinion I'm not picking on Final Fantasy. I'll pick on Wild WoW too. I'll p- I'll jump on that horse next so don't worry. Final Fantasy is a game that is a strong contender for if you're coming into MMOs and you still are like 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 slowly like easing your way in it's a good way to say hey I I kind of want to like single play this storyline and kind of make your way through because even at the later end games they're adding Oh no, they did. They added it for the earlier too, because you have the squads, the squadrons you can run through the some of the dungeons with, and they might expand on that at some point. In if unlocked if you unlocked it, if you unlocked it, so might that's expand. the thing is they you'd have to, have to unlock it. Yeah, but they might expand on that and then add all the dungeons because clearly they're testing out some system with what's currently in the game, allow you to pick different, you know, jobs and let them go in with you, and you can do the dungeons now with a full group. Um, so I think, and that's I think that's a long-term plan that Yoshi P has uh, something Chile and I talked about this weekend, that really there's probably two more expansions left. Uh, the f- one to finish up the, the current Garlean thing, and then one expansion after that. Um, and then, wow, it's a, it's a whole other thing. I have no idea what the hell's going on over there. Like they have to do a lot of love to that game to, to really bring people back in. Like there's a reason why like two to like half the population, double the population came back for classic and still holding there. Um, and, and it could be a moment in time that people just never like found in the newer game, but I think they can achieve that, there's some ports they can achieve but, I don't know that's where I'm at, uh, and EQ I listen uh, uh, Holly Longdale the, new, the, the president of Dark Paw Games which has now been uh, something we did uh, discuss in our news a couple weeks ago they split it up, and, and one of the things that they she's been tasked with is creating a new EverQuest game Will I will Shin and I look at that? Probably. I, I you know like am I done with EQ? No, not entirely. I think that's a great world. I think Norrath was a beautiful concept. The music, there's so much love and there's so many people that love. and I to me I, will I ever, ever well, if they say EverQuest next, no. If they say voxels, I'm out. <laughs> like I can't do another voxel system. I think if they put try like true love and say, hey listen, we're making a true successor to EQ. I, I, I'd listen.
1: I don't think I could follow along with that one just because everyone that I know that brought EQ and made EQ what it was is no longer with it. it true. <laughs> so while it might be a, a successor but, in name, I don't think they can capture that same feeling necessarily. But Hot, Hot I would has always been there, look at it. Yes, but one person does not make a game.
0: No, but there are other people that are still there. Like uh, they, they released a picture of Darkpaw, and O Medium and said he's like, I'm happy to see there's so many still. Like there's so many people that I remember faces I remember still there. So there are a lot of people that are still there, but it may not be the people you and I recognize that were always public to us.
1: Well, also not necessarily the people that have been around since the beginning. I'd be That's, very surprised if there were a lot of those.
0: There still are some. The, the t- so I, I like I said I it, it depends right like it, they'd have to put a lot of heart into that game, damn game like a lot of heart a lot of, I mean like, I mean a lot. Baron era
1: stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah that yeah exactly. Uh. No, well yeah <laughs> yeah. I could see them getting poached for Pantheon.
0: Uh maybe I to me to me if they put some like I'm like saying they have to make a real honest effort there like hey like, like all three of those game studios are working on something like they're clearly getting funding from some place to make something if they get shut down and Dark Paws gets sold off I hope it gets sold off to the company that wanted to buy them initially and they get the backing they need to actually make an MMO that will succeed like, hey, I'm all for that. I, want, I never want a company to go out of business. I never want people to lose their money. I think the people that are making EQ are still there because they're passionate about EQ. Um, and I'm clearly, Shin and I are passionate about MMOs. We have differing opinions. Some of the opinions are the same. MMOs are fun for us. We, we haven't stopped playing them, clearly. We still play them to this day. The worlds are, are beautiful. The way they have their systems are interesting and unique i'm vying for pantheon to be good um i i i will dedicate this episode to the late great uh, brad McQuaid, uh who is one of the last things he tweeted i do not want to make games i want to build worlds and that sticks with me so much uh we we didn't get to uh have an episode of maelstrom uh when uh, the, un- the untimely passing of brad McQuaid. um But I did write something on Twitter that, you know, if you play any MMO, to this day, Final Fantasy XIV, World of Warcraft, uh, ESO, any game that involves multiple, multiples of people online, it's because he was one of the forefathers that stepped in and created this, this living, breathing world. Um, And it's something that I think I never would have met Shin because my love of MMOs led me into podcasting, and talking about EverQuest. Um, you know, I don't think I'd be in front of you speaking right now because of that. Uh, and, you know, it, it's something... I We haven't changed it on our, our thing, but I think on my personal account, I will change to the green heart, uh, which is... Uh, green was the color of his armor, EverQuest for Air Dune. Uh So I'm going to change my heart on my personal Twitter to the green heart. Um, and, and I think if you don't know who he is... Go look him up, um, and if you're playing an MMO and you're new to MMOs, you have no idea who he is. Go look him up. Go see what he's done, and and realize that Ever Final Fantasy XI was copied off EverQuest. They looked at it and said, "We can do this." So if you started your gaming there, you know Brad McQuaid influenced you know the future for all of us playing MMOs out there. Um, real quick, Grimm in chat, what I really wanted from an MMO is an active craft system, even if it's just, like, Fable 2 jobs, it's a bit better than just, I click and it's (laughs) made. I agree with you. I think that crafting should be a big thing. Um, and, uh, I, I I agree. I think an active crafting system would, um, would be dope. Requires additional anvil, (laughs) presumably. Well, (laughs) Shin coming in with the jokes. Uh, I mean, I mean, damn, man, dude, like, I don't know, like, I feel we lost a, a guy that really had a lot of heart for creating and crafting these kind of games. And I I, I think it would have been, like, an honor for us to, like, and I think he would have said yes. I think if we would have asked him to be on the show, I think he would have said yes and, and made time and sat down with us and talked about Pantheon or just MMO creation or EverQuest or whatever. Um, and we will get that chance. So just go uh, look him up and, uh, and, and and just learn more about him and and the things he's done and uh his just his his thoughts on and on MMOs. Um Shane, you got any uh closing thoughts?
1: Mm, not particularly here. Any any thoughts. I, I still think right? we're looking forward with a lot of these different games and, and options. Uh there's a lot that's been in development for a number of years that are probably still gonna be in development for a few years. So a lot of it's just sitting and waiting to see if this next batch of MMOs brings a lot of features that people are looking for to them. Whether those features are new things like AI living world, whether it's support classes, whether it's old school grouping mechanics, whether it's long spawn time, we'll see kind of what surge. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. We, it's, it's just wait and see at this point. Um, because eventually things will change in the world of MMOs, like they always have. Like, people move on, new things come out, new generations of games come out, and, and they all vie for our attention. So, uh, But the one thing we strive here is to try to bring that to you and talk about the, that stuff uh, rather with us, with the guests, uh, and hopefully we can try to get some of these people that are creating these games on the show and, and maybe... One day, we'll you know. I think if we sneakily reach out to Visionary Realms, maybe we can make that happen. And maybe we get somebody to talk about Pantheon live here on the show. Now that might get better people explaining their game better. Than I can. So, uh, <laughs> with that being said, if we have nothing else, uh, should you want you want to say goodbye and then I'll, I'll I'll get us out of here?
1: <laughs> I I can just say goodbye. Okay. Do. <laughs> Did you want me to promote, or did you want me just to say goodbye?
0: Oh, yeah, you know what? We're bad at promoting. Yeah, promote us. Tell, tell, we really got to get better all right, at promotion. You, you, to, you finish
1: to, up. the. I'll do the promotion while you do the spiel of like the, the background. All right. All right. Anyways, you can find us live every other week and on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv forward slash maelstrom radio. Every other week that we're not podcasting, we will be doing a game stream And start looking forward to, for better or worse, Dark Souls starting next weekend. Uh, You can also find us, uh, the recorded episodes going live uh, every Wednesday, or every other Wednesday, sorry, following the show. Uh, You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much any podcast app you can think of. We're there. If we're not, send us a message, uh, show at maelstromradio.com. You can also find all of our archives, all of our episodes at maelstromradio.com. Uh, Come chat with us in our Discord, maelstromradio.com slash Discord, uh, or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at maelstrom underscore radio. Uh, For all of those... Ah, sorry. Facebook is just maelstrom radio, no underscore. And with that being said...
0: So, thank you all once again for uh, joining us here on uh, Maelstrom Radio. Uh, It's a... Man, it's been it's been a rough <laughs> it's been rough uh, coming back and doing this, uh, and I'm glad that uh, Shen and I got a chance to, to talk about MMOs, and um, we finally get to uh, chat. And then next week is Dark Souls. I'm excited for that. Shen's gonna die, um, so I, I'm excited to see what the future comes with the the landscape of MMOs. And I hope you stick around and watch us talk about it. So until next time, keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is a production of maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media Productions. Today's episode is produced by Flatus Schimker, and Susan Sprinkle. Logo and artwork by Mary Larkins. Find them over at themarylark.com. Intro and outro are provided by MDK. Find his music over at mdkofficial.bandcamp.com. Views and opinions expressed on this episode belong to Maelstrom Radio and their hosts and do not reflect the views and opinions of the companies discussed on today's show.